DiMatteo walks in, slides it left. Howden closing in, backdoor score! Brent Howden back in the lineup and back on the score sheet. It's the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Left corner to right corner, Carlson to Amadio. Up top, White Cloud. Left point, Martinez shoots, score! Getting you ready for tonight's game live from T-Mobile Arena. Welcome in, Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, live inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman, back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Woo! I'm going to tell you right out of the gate that I'm going to be half with you, and I'm going to be half watching TV. And then I'm going to oh, go on geez. the air, and Come I'm going to do some TV tonight yeah. with the Vegas Golden Knights against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But right now, as I think everybody can understand, mm-hmm. there's a very important hockey game happening at the World Junior Championship Tournament in Halifax, and I'm going to be I'm going to be locked into that uh, a little bit. I'll do my best, but I want to give you the heads up. Uh, just like Bruce Cassidy, yesterday felt good. A gold medal today. Mm-hmm. We'll just cap it off. Yep. Bruce Cassidy, No, you guys weren't beaking him like you beaked me when he was rubbing it in. I'm not going to beak Bruce Cassidy. I, I don't have that relationship. I, he's not as accessible to me in terms of, hey, I can go Chapman back and Chapman was right there in the front row. He did no beacon. Well, and Bruce, uh, Bruce well, we, we lost, we lost the game. Out there. What, we lost what the game. beacon is there to do? We lost the game I'm on not, some I'm not a bogus sore loser. goalie interference calls. What do you want from us? <laughs> I'm not a sore loser. It I'm is not, not going to beak the guy. I mean, you, you should you should have put a friendly wager on it so that I could have done something embarrassing. Well, that's you that's the only that. reason why they won, because he, he yeah, was afraid to bet. true. Team exactly. USA did pull off a, a nice victory this afternoon in a crazy game in the bronze medal game. Sure uh, did. So uh, we, uh, we will bring you up to date on that in just a little bit. Hey, Chapman, you've got uh, John Shannon's number there, his home number. Give him a call. We're going to bring him on right out of the gate. If that okay, is that okay? Because he's got a couple of things going on that needs to jumble around his schedule. So uh, if we can do that uh, right off the bat and get into some happenings around the National Hockey League with our Eastern Conference correspondent, the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada. Ten gamer tonight uh, involved uh, in the National Hockey League, including this game against the Pittsburgh Penguins, in which there's uh, uh, multiple layers to this game tonight. Uh, we're expecting Jack Eichel in the lineup, Paul mm-hmm. Cotter's return to the lineup. Uh, we have uh, uh, Aiden Hill was the, the first goal off tonight. Uh, he looks like he'll go against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, top two-point producers of the Pittsburgh Penguins, as they finish off the season series uh, against the Penguins as Vegas tries to expand their lead atop the Pacific Division. And it's Pride Night here at T-Mobile. And yeah. I don't know whether you guys have got a glimpse of the special warm-up jerseys that the guys are going to wear, but they are spectacular. I've got one of the uh, T-shirts on with the special edition logo that was... Uh, Designed by uh, Mio Lindsay, mm-hmm. uh, a Swedish artist, and it is really cool. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about the jerseys and then the game, which will come on the heels of Team Canada's performance. Yeah, it, it would sure sure would be a shame if, if Team Canada only came away with silver in this one. It, so, it, uh, it would be disappointing. Yeah, it would be disappointing, and I hope nothing but disappointment for you and Team Canada. I will say this. I'm surprised they play the silver medal, uh, or the sorry, the gold medal game, uh, right after the semifinals. I would have liked a day. Oh, come on. 
But no, for for anything, just no, to, no. to come off that, especially it was more impressive for the Americans to kind of come back from from getting uh, robbed. Uh, in, well, in both that. teams, like Sweden, hadn't given up anything yeah. the whole tournament. Yeah. All of a sudden, boy, they, they boy did that change today. Yeah, but uh, but they scored uh, seven as well. So uh, <laughs> th- that's uh, that's really uh, was was interesting. What what are you expecting out of tonight? Given that Vegas starts this seven game homestand coming off an opportunity to catch their breath. I am expecting, I, I, I would hope, more of the same from the Golden Knights on home ice. I, I think, you know, we've talked about it going into the Christmas break. They put together two nice wins here on home ice. They followed it up with another victory here on home ice after the Christmas break. They're three in a row right now uh, over their last three at home, and I, I think that you're starting to see a lot of different things for the Golden Knights. I, I felt that this has been a, a team that's been defending better and there's been more structure to the game and it's allowed them to to keep teams out of the dangerous areas. It's allowed them to, to find enough offense to win and, and I think the Golden Knights have been playing really well over the last five or six games. Jack Eichel being back uh, should be a huge boost. Uh, the way they're spreading around uh, some of the top players in the lineup is a different look and we'll get into that uh, in just a little bit. But first, John Shannon from the lonely streets of Canada. I hear there's tumbleweeds just blowing down the the freeways, the Don Valley uh, Parkway, because everybody's inside watching the World Junior Championship final. Well, you know, I think most people are doing that. You know, Canada's up one to nothing in the uh, in the first period over Czechia, um, and uh, you know, it's funny because the Maple Leafs are playing at the same time. The Oilers are going to be playing soon. It'll uh, be interesting to see uh, what the ratings do look like with Team Canada head-to-head with uh, two of the biggest teams in hockey. What do you think they come out as with, with the numbers at the end? Well, I think what you'll find is, is that uh, uh, the the Team Canada Team Canada has created a ton of momentum uh, since January 1st. Uh, this, was, this tournament was slow to start in our country, Um but Connor Bedard has really created some interest with his unbelievable statistics at this tournament. Adam Fantilli, has, uh, who plays at Michigan, has uh, turned some heads. The young goalie Thomas Millich, who's um, been th- through the draft once and has been phenomenal for Canada. There, there's lots of people talking about these guys on a day-to-day basis now. And, you know, six weeks ago, two of the, two of the names for sure weren't even known. So from that perspective, I, I think the country is kind of excited of what's gone on in, in Halifax. When you look at you know what Connor Bedard has done in this tournament, and you start to kind of turn your attention to where he's going to go, obviously number one overall uh, in next in next season's draft. Like, if you're a team looking at this, and you are, you know, outside of a playoff, like, at what point do you decide, okay, let's try to get as as good of a possible um, probability to maybe win a lottery and get this guy yesterday. <laughs> if if well, I would even argue that uh, I think that people in the hockey world have known about Bedard all season long. Um, I, I talked to guys that worked in, work with clubs in November um, that talked about being on a six game losing streak and tanking. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I think that I think that this is a conscious decision. I think. A few teams have already made it, whether it be because of their ineffectiveness or injuries. 
but yeah, I think I think there's a, a lot of that going on, Ryan. This this is this guy's a special player. He may not be as effective immediately like McDavid was or even Jack was when he was in Buffalo, but he will be effective within two or three years for sure. For people that don't know, he's he's an undersized guy. So he's how much? Slight. Yeah, he's slight. There's no question about that. So what's the uh, he, concern uh, there? He, but he, he shoots the puck better than McDavid does yep. or did at that point, I think. I think he skates om- almost at that ilk. Uh, and um, and he is, he's got unbelievable vision and puck sense. I mean, you don't see this all, you know, you don't see this very often. You know, people in Vegas tonight are going to be going to go and watch Sydney play. You know, Sydney is one of those guys like Bedard. You know, in my in my career, as as long and boring as it was, you know, Gretzky, Lemieux, Crosby, McDavid, Bedard. And I don't think that's an exaggeration to say. You didn't put Matthews in there. No. Not yet. Hmm. So purpose, it wasn't an omission, uh, a miss uh, thought. No, I, 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 you know, the to me, the... You know, the, the amount of attention since they were 12 or 13 years old, Darren, and you know the kind of attention all the guys that I mentioned got even when they were not even teenagers yet. You know, junior hockey's exceptional status stuff. Um, playing, on, playing on this world junior stage. You know, they all did that. Wayne played in the first one. And, uh, and so they have all played under that spotlight. Uh, Austin play, started to play on this on, under that spotlight when he went and played in Zurich, and then when he came home, he was certainly of that ilk. So here's uh, one that I'll throw at you: half tongue in cheek, half uh, it could happen. Uh, Edmonton's a point up on Colorado for a playoff spot, and yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's uh, a couple of points out of a playoff spot. They've both proven pretty good at winning the first overall pick. <laughs> now neither one of them is going to tank, but boy, I wouldn't put it out of uh, the the ping pong balls to bounce in one of those two teams' favor if they end up uh, eleven uh, or lower. Yeah, I um, I still have both the Penguins and the Oilers in the playoffs. So uh, from from that perspective, I don't think they would even get a sniff at, at being inside the lottery. So I, I don't think that's a. I mean, we're we're not even at the midway point of the season yet, Darren. You know, we are and, here and, tonight, and both of the teams have suffered through lots of injuries and 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 strange scenarios. So I I think both of those teams are are still destined to play in the postseason. So this is a, a team that Darren and I have kind of had differing opinions on. The Buffalo Sabers, like this, is a team that, in my estimation, has to as enticing as a Connor Bedard is. This is a team that's got to turn a corner in terms of what their culture is in, in, in playing meaningful games, regardless of whether or not they get into the playoffs. Like This is a team that has to continue with that course. Do you, do you agree with that? Or, again, is, is Bedard so good that if things go sideways over the next couple of, of weeks for the Sabres, that all of a sudden you try to lose as much as possible? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. I, I, what, I, what I would say is, you're right about the Sabers continuing to improve, um, and and really, in the end, if you look at what their roster looks like now and where you, where you would like to improve it, 
you know, I, their defense is in pretty good shape right now. They need, they do need a, a bit of help at forward, uh, but they really need goaltending more than anything else. They really need some goaltending, which, you know, I'm not. And and you and you, because of the guy sitting across the table on the microphone, he'll tell you that you need to be out ninety before you're a mature goaltender in the NHL. <laughs> you know, you, you don't come in as an eighteen year old and play goal. And there aren't very many goalies that are young that make an impact in the NHL. Well, Usapek and Lukanen's proving it right now. He has good games and he has, he has subpar games for, in exactly. the Buffalo Crease. Right. Exactly. I mean, you, you need to be 25 or 26, uh, seasoned somehow, some way, like, like Logan Thompson, before you are uh, before you you can be viewed as a, a quality goaltender in the NHL. So they they I don't know and I don't know how they get that. I I I had not even contemplated Buffalo and Bedard in the same sentence, Ryan. So. That's an interesting one. They've, they've got so many things going well for them right now when you consider what Tage Thompson's done. and mm-hmm. um, you know, So it's, they're a, they've become a fun team, and their, their fan base is starting to, starting to come back there. I mean, and Alex, listen, Thompson and Tuck are big parts of that. Alex yeah. Tuck's been a real revelation in Buffalo, uh, and I think that you know, the following they had in Vegas would understand that. I just think Buffalo's closer to being in the lottery than in the playoffs. And if you're going to be in the lottery, maybe you play a bunch of the kids just to improve your odds position by position. And as long, uh, as, long as long as you as long as you make sure that you don't poison the kids. Right. By losing by losing too much. You know, we've seen this time and time and time again with franchises to get all these high picks and can't put them in a winning environment. You know that's what's special, really, about Buffalo. Uh, that was what what happened, uh, in my opinion. That's what happened in Edmonton twelve twelve years ago. You know they 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 got all these first round picks, Nugent Hopkins, Hall, Yakupov, and they couldn't put them in a winning environment. So they learned to lose really well. Yeah, and that's and you don't want that. You don't want kids to lose really well. A sign Buffalo has turned their attention towards Connor Bedard will be when they play in a back-to-back and Craig Anderson gets both starts. Yeah. And, they, and they don't dress a backup. <laughs> the, uh, well, the, and, and, and what does it tell you that you're starting a goaltender that played his first NHL game before the Connor Bedard was born? <laughs> That's true. And, and Craig Anderson is forty plus. I think he's forty one yeah. years old uh, right yeah. now. Hey, oh, what's uh, what's going on in Alberta? Uh, we're watching the specific division race, and we we know L A is in it. If they get some goaltending, they're a really competitive hockey team, and we'll be battling uh, for first place. Uh, Vegas has overcome their injuries, and Seattle's somewhere in the middle. But I can't get a bead on Calgary and Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, well, if I knew, I maybe I'd be coaching one of them. Mm. But, I would uh, love to see you coaching behind that bench. Oh, I'd, oh, I wouldn't I be great? Oh, I'd play, so I'd good. A fedora too. <laughs> would you? Would, oh, oh that's yeah, fantastic. I like 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 Toe Blake. Everybody Google Toe Blake or punch him lack. You know, I'd wear well, a fedora. Paul I'd be Cotter, on the boards yelling at the ref. Paul Cotter is a hat guy for the Vegas Golden Knights. So he yeah, is you know, right. I've seen him. They're they're. His brims are a little wider than I like, but that's okay. <laughs> you know? So you're coaching Edmonton, you're coaching Calgary. Fix it for me. Well, Edmonton, if I'm the coach, I'm going to the manager and saying, give me a stay-at-home defenseman. Hmm. You know, they, they don't have problems scoring goals. Um, you know, for the most part, 
Stuart Skinner has been okay as their number one goalie. Jack Campbell's been of a bust so far, but their their blue line is a disaster right now. They they have young guys that can't seem to control the puck in their own zone. Darnell Nurse has not been very good. Their their best defenseman, you know, and it's hard to say is but Cody Cece's been their best defenseman, and and Tyson Berry's been good on the power play, but. They're ineffectiveness. They missed Duncan Keith a great deal, a great deal because he was a steadying influence. So that's that's the issue in Edmonton. You get, you get me a stay-at-home defenseman, and and the Oilers fix a lot of their issues very very quickly. In Calgary, I, you know, I, I still wonder if you know Daryl Sutter said some really harsh things early in the season, um, and. It it, it 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 took it takes players a while to get used to play for him. So when you put three new guys in that lineup, Kadri, Huberdeau, and Uyghur, are they having a difficult time understanding? You know the Darylism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I, I I wonder about that. You, you know Jonathan Huberdeau was a 115 point guy in Florida playing in a rather loosey-goosey offensive system. Well, you know, the Calgary system's anything but that. It's north-south, do your job, and don't freelance too much. So I think that that's still a bit of an issue. And Jacob Markstrom has, you know, Jacob Markstrom You're hasn't right been that. as good as he should have been. He's better now, but as it wasn't very good early in the season, to the point where if they had a big game, they were playing Dan Vladar. So it, I think Calgary's more fixable quicker uh, than, than Edmonton is, but there's n- neither team really is very effective. The only reason they're still close to the playoff hunt is it's the Pacific Division, and nobody really wants to run away with it other than the than the Golden Knights. Who's more intimidated? Is it uh, Mackenzie Weger in his first season under Daryl Sutter, or a young Darren Millard hosting for <laughs> John Shannon? Oh, well, that's an unfair question. Well, no. I've got the answer for you. It's a no, young Darren no. Millard. Because, you know, you listen, just do your job. Hey, stay in your lane. That's all I'm asking, okay? You know? Is that why you were phoning me this week? If you're the host, don't be the analyst. Is that why you were phoning me this week? No, I was just phoning you. I was stuck in Toronto traffic and saying, I wonder how my buddy Millard is doing. That's all I was doing. <laughs> you know? You know, phone to say hello, and of course you promptly got back to me like never. I, I, it, it, for, for people at home, I got back to him eleven hours later. It's good to know that you know, it's I, not just I, us. I, I worked for Gary Bettman for five years. Yes, if he phoned me and I called him back eleven hours later, <laughs> ten hours later I'd be out of a job. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean. You, there, there were reasons you left your in those days. There were reasons you left your BlackBerry on all night long. <laughs> wow! <laughs> now that I, I could throw him into the mix about Sutter, Shannon, and Bettman working for them. Who's well, you, except you, you learn to you learn to like Gary. I, yeah. I think, and of course, I <laughs> listen. I've known Daryl. I've known Daryl since he was a player. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a, when you get to that level of communication, we're about the same age. We have. You know, we believe in certain simplicity, uh, simplistic things in life, and you know, yeah, you can communicate with them. Um, all he's asking you is, you, give me a hundred percent. Do the six things I ask. How difficult is that? Mm-hmm. That's all he's doing. Switching gears just a, a little bit uh, from the the Pacific Division 
I want to look at the Central for a minute. And I, I know the Colorado Avalanche are dealing with injuries, and we kind of talked all last year about when the Golden Knights get healthy, they're going to be fine. Is there any worry or panic at all when, when it comes to Colorado, or do you kind of still look at them as maybe the best team in that division? Oh, they're not the best team in the division. Dallas is. Hmm. Dallas, you just, you just Dallas got Shannon. Is, yeah. And one of the reasons Dallas is is because they're healthy. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, Dallas. I, I we we had this conversation on our show earlier this week. I, I think Dallas is the third best team in hockey. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's how good Dallas is. You know, Jake Ottinger has you know really taken the advantage of that playoff series against the Flames last year and and maintained something. Now he's back from injury. He's he's an unbelievable asset in goal. Their defense is solid. They don't miss. Uh, you know Klingberg at all, um, and and the changing of the guard. You know Sagan and Ben aren't the cornerstones of the offense anymore. And when you look at the, what Rupa Hintz does, uh, you know, and 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 Robertson, uh, they uh, they uh, they come at you and they're relentless. I I love the way Dallas plays right now, and uh, and you know, and Pete got himself into a pretty good spot there. And 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 the other thing here's the, here's the fascination with that. And I, I talked to Peter about this early in the season. I said, how much of an advantage was it for you to come into that dressing room and have Joe Pavelski say, guys, this guy's okay? Mm. And he said it was a huge advantage. And, and Pavelski, who's having a great season, just signed an extension, uh, has been a, uh, like another assistant coach for DeBoer there. And it's really paid off for the club. It's paid off for Pavelski. Uh, and uh, they're, they're a fun team to watch. Well, your buddy Doug Armstrong's got to be hanging out at the for sale sign soon with all their injuries and where they are in the postseason spot. Yeah, but the guys he would like want to sell are hurt. Yeah. You know, that's like, I mean, so so Ryan O'Reilly's hurt. Tarasenko's hurt. In Chicago, Patrick Kane's hurt. And these guys were all supposed to move at the deadline. You know, and so so <laughs> there are managers out there saying, I, I'm trying to tank, but I need to try to get something back in return on March the 3rd. And I can't do that if my guys are injured. He is the co-host of the Bob McCallum podcast. Uh, check it out wherever you get to your podcasts. It's an awesome listen, and they cover all sports and both sides of the border, Canada and the United States. So uh, it is uh, really does work for us uh, as an audience as well. Uh, it's John Shannon with us. Did you see the game Anaheim and Dallas last night at all? And I didn't watch very much of it. I was distracted. Okay, there was a play where Trevor Zegras... Uh, oh, I didn't see this. Okay, where where he got hit and tangled up, and he lost his stick, and then he grabbed the opponent's stick and then yeah. continued to play with it, and he got a penalty for using right. an, an illegal stick. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen that too many times before. No, but, and, and you know, it's funny. Um, I, I've seen it called a couple of times, and there there are a couple of rules with the stick that if it's not yours, you have to you have to really be you have to really be cognizant of. But in fact, if you're holding the other guy's stick at any time, isn't it hold, isn't it yes. holding the stick? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. why I was surprised they call it using an illegal stick and not holding the holding stick. Holding the stick. Because yeah, he took no. the stick well, the right other out one of is, the Of course, the other famous one, and you would know this, is if the goalie breaks his stick and he yells over to the bench to 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 send him a stick, you can't slide it on the ice towards no. him. No, you have to you have to have somebody carry it to him, or he has to skate over to the bench. You're right. So but, there's but, lots of little things about the rule book that are still kind of fun. And you know what? Here's the here's the fascination, Darren. 
Most players don't know those rules. No, what well, Zegris last <laughs> night couldn't understand for the life of it why yeah. he was getting a penalty. Yeah. Well, and he well, ripped the stick you know, out of the he, other guy's he, hand. Listen, he's he's Trevor Zegris. He's he 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 can do no wrong. I I see him on too many commercials. <laughs> Chell, Chell, uh, Chell. Do you remember? Yeah. Well, that one plus uh, how many? If I see the Michigan one more time, I'm gonna anyway. Do you remember Bobby Ryan scored with somebody else's stick? I can't remember how that came about, but I do remember he, he put one in using somebody else's twig. Uh, I don't remember that. Uh, that You're a that. lot older than me because that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was funny watching Zegris go, what What did I do wrong? Yeah. And, and he just literally ripped the opponent's stick out of his hand. He was lucky it was the same shot. Like that, he, was, he was fortunate on that side. At least he's got good taste. He's, he's doing some scouting. <laughs> well, uh, I, I gotta tell you, uh, he is the author of "Evolve or Die." Uh, yeah. The book is out, and uh, what's the latest on the charts? We're, we're still holding steady at number one. Uh, no, we're we're down a little bit after Christmas sales. Go, they go down, but they'll come back up. Okay. I'm not worried. Buy it. It's "Evolve or Die," and this this is why you want to go out and buy this. He's got experience as the executive producer of Hockey Night Canada, a long time, uh, working both in the National Hockey League. I'm talking about uh, the person that we're talking to right now, and John Shannon. I had a conversation, and I hope this isn't speaking out of turn because he's my boss. But uh, but George McPhee and I were ran into each other the other day, and I said, "Have you have you read John's book?" Have you talked to John lately? And he said he he hasn't talked to you in a little bit, but he did read your book. And the first thing, honestly, John, that uh, everybody mentions to me when they talk about reading your book is Bobby Hall Room Service. Bobby Hall Room and, Service. And, and oh, yeah. George McPhee was exactly the same. Can you explain to everybody what Bobby Hall Room Service is? Yeah, sure. And, and by the way, I'm probably not going to Bobby's house for Christmas dinner any day. <laughs> no, no, you're not. Not based on the buck. But, so, but, but, so, but that's so, okay. So Bobby Hall Room Service, and I have seen this, so it's, uh, this, is, this is not sources say. Bobby Hall Room Service is if you're staying on the eighth floor of a hotel, you take the elevator to the seventh and eat food off the trays in the hallway. <laughs> so you know how the trays are in the hallway, people are done? Because yeah. mine looks under the, looks so under the lid. And... So over the years, we saw it, it happened at the Hotel Vancouver in, in, in 1981 or 1982 with Bobby. And I'm, I never forgot it. And there was a, my friend, a friend of mine and I we were working together. And from that moment on, uh, it was called Bobby Hall Room Service, and you know every time we work with somebody and we walk down the hall and there was a, there was a tray full of food outside a room, I'd say, "Oh look, Bobby Hall Room Service." So by the time I get into my fifties, the whole NHL knows about Bobby Hall Room Service. Yes, we came back from dinner in Denver the other night with uh, yeah. Nadi and Elliot and Gosher and we had Ashley Vice. We had a great uh, dinner, and I'm walking to my room. And I look down and I see a tray out, and <laughs> I started laughing, going, "Bobby Hall Room Service." I, I shouldn't it. have had that oh, second yeah, helping. No, it's, it's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, that's, there's some absolute truth to that. Actually, George, I, I, he doesn't know this because I didn't, um, I didn't put his name in, but George is quoted in the book. Really? He's not a, the, the quote isn't attributed to George, but he's in the book. Direct quote in okay. one of my stories. I'm going to go back and, and try and find that quote, and <laughs> I'll send you a note to see if I can figure out which one I'm, is. I'm going to wait and see if George knows what the quote is. <laughs> well, George, it's, it's game day. We're at T-Mobile getting set for the Penguins and the Golden Knights, and George listens uh, to the program driving into the rink all the time, and he'll, he'll usually send me a text. What I, what I want to know is that big dinner in Denver, did you buy for everybody? 
you or did you who, make Ashley pay for everybody? No, you know who bought that night? Darren what? Elliott. Darren what? Elliott. Yeah. So he was doing both radio and TV that night because uh, Lawless was back home, and Gosher and Nadi immediately said, "You're on every trip, Elliot." Whoa! Yeah, whoa, deep Darren Elliot, are you kidding me? We went to this fancy fish place, and I had what's fishing. the name of it? The fancy fish place in what uh, is it? Right out of the Colorado know. River, or what? Bas- basically, but I had fish and chips, and those guys all had uh, all fancy stuff. And, and Nadi wanted to know if I brought my crayons with me. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I love my fish and chips. Do you, do you remember Coast in Vancouver where we would go? I love the that. I love that I, restaurant. My favorite restaurant. I had fish and chips there. And, uh, and then we split the pot with, uh, with you guys. And, and, and I got beat up bad because McLean and Kipper are buying wine for the rest of the restaurant. And I'm paying $400 for fish and chips. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, 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 we we look back at them somewhat fondly, but we don't miss them. Uh, Shani, yeah, it certainly isn't the golden era of television, I can tell you that. <laughs> no, uh, everything okay around the house? You got some water issues going? Well, no, we have it. We have a, a major pipe burst down the street, and so there's no water Ooh. pressure in our neighborhood. So, wow. Yeah, yeah, major problem. So I had, I went down to the lake and got a couple of bales of uh, buckets of water. So it's okay. <laughs> I can actually see you doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could. A couple of ice cream buckets with the lid. Gosh darn it! I went over a speed bump again. Yeah, you no, know, it's one of those big ones, big plastic ones. You put mayonnaise in. Remember? You oh yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew something was going on because I phoned you earlier and you you like well, brushed was, me off the I phone. I was on water patrol. Okay. Like, I wanted to have a big conversation driving to the ring. John's like, oh, are we still on? Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, well, I had to have my priorities, you know. Uh, you're the best. Uh, love you. And uh, Evolve or Die is the book, and the Bob McCowan podcast is available everywhere. Check hey, you it know, out. Hey, by the way, tomorrow yeah. on the podcast, and, yeah. and if you're a real hockey nerd, you'd love it. Mike Murphy's coming on tomorrow. Oh, really? Yeah, we're having Mike on to talk about uh, all the times you screwed up uh, Vegas Golden Knight goals. <laughs> There's not many of those that I can think well, of. Well, it's only five years. Yeah. So. There's a play in the playoffs that I can think of that got screwed up, but uh, it, it was, wasn't an actual goal. Again, George will have a list of those, too. So. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell George that we uh, we had a good catch-up and that he's quoted in the book. I wonder if he caught it. I'm going to have to ask I him. I don't think he did because he's texted me he liked the book, but he didn't say, I, I know, thanks for the quote. But he, again, there's a, his quote is in there, but you, it's not attributed to him. So you're allowed to do that? You can just throw a quote in and not attribute it? Well, I just said, someone said blank. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I wrote the darn thing. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> good, good, good point. Evolve or Die uh, on Amazon and anywhere you, uh, you grab books, uh, order it. Uh, it's with John Shannon the former executive producer of Hockey Night in Canada and the co-host of the Bob McCallum podcast, a regular on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, be safe and good luck with your pressure. And by the way, tomorrow's the last day you can say Happy New Year. It is? Yes. Yeah. So Happy New Year. Oh, I didn't. I did not know that there was a limit. Uh, an no, well, there's a limit. There's absolutely a limit. Well, you can't go like three weeks into the year. No, I can't. It has to be less than seven days. So. Really? Well, yep. explain that to Chapman. Hey, 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 hey. 
I have, don't pick on my buddy Chris. I have my rules about Christmas music. So. I, I didn't know Chapman was listening. <laughs> of course he's I'm just listening. He's just operating, producing the show. I didn't know he was actually listening. I always yeah, well, listen yeah, when, when John's Most producers on. don't listen to Darren, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you and I, we could work on the same broadcast. <laughs> Talking to the producer. Thanks, Shani. Cheers, boys. There's JS, uh, good buddy John Shannon, uh, on with us uh, every Thursday, on a little bit earlier because he's got some pressure problems. Now, Canada's dealing with pressure in the gold medal game of the World Junior Hockey Championship, but Shannon's on the other side of the pressure uh, with the water issues. What's the update from that uh, WJC under-20 gold medal game? I don't know. I'm watching NHL hockey. Do you, do you get updates on your Twitter thing no. jigger over there uh, no I'm or does see- it, did it shut automatically start geo-blocking you when no the Americans I, I were just, not I'm just attention. not seeing anything come across the ticker right now oh well, it was one nothing really, last week it's really bothering you that you don't have this immediately in front of your eyes we'll get an update yeah. for everybody on the other side and uh, and uh, work our way through the National Hockey League a couple <laughs> of uh, a couple of things to talk about from the VGK standpoint just a touch of a small detail Jack Eichel's back tonight. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. The Pittsburgh Penguins once had a live penguin as a mascot. Really? Mm-hmm. They huh. put him on a leash. And wow. he'd waddle up and down the ice. Love that. Like like uh, out for a dog walk. Sure. That is so cool. But then he got some kind of infection and he died. Well, that's not cool. No. Way to way to bring the room yeah. down, Darren. Jeez. But they, they had Buzz a live, over live penguin yeah. as their mascot uh, during games back when they played in the Igloo. This was way back in the, in the 70s. Yeah. But, yeah, I was, I was very sad to hear that. And I didn't even know the penguin. And well, you just ruined my day. Yeah. Are you yep. not going to be able to? Now, you've got Iceberg, the Penguin mascot, yeah. and you've got Chance, yeah. the Golden Knights mascot. Sure. Gila Monster. You've got Iceberg, who's been in some pretty good films, in, including one Jean-Claude Van Damme. Sudden Death, baby. Thriller. Oh, yeah. Uh, how, was, how was his goaltending form in that movie? Uh, it, was, it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, that was great. Yeah. By the way, the Penguin's name was Penguin Pete. Penguin Pete. Penguin you Pete. just did some Googling, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, didn't, you didn't even tell him to. He, and <laughs> you know why he did some Googling? He didn't believe me. No, no, I did. I did. I just wanted to see a picture of him. It, and, and and he, uh, Chapman, Chapman, let me ask. He was black and white and looked like a penguin. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I like... He's a big penguin. He was a big... Pete was a big penguin. That's because he was an Ecuadorian-born Humboldt penguin. Yes. On loan from the Pittsburgh Zoo. But it was like the guy was walking him out for a uh, dog walk, right? Yeah. They had ice skates made for him. Really? Yes. Okay, okay now ice skates. Yeah. Penguin, Penguin Pete, you said, right? Yes, Penguin oh, Pete. Wow. Just All a right. dude walking down the ice uh, with, with a penguin. Who would you take to battle with you? Iceberg, who's acted with Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, or Chance, who can do pretty much anything he puts his mind to? Ah, uh, man. More dexterity with... Uh, can't. Uh, you, this this is a really unfair question for you to ask me because I feel like the history of Iceberg and the proximity to Jean-Claude Van Damme has to be factored in heavily here. Uh, but this is a, a VGK Insider show, and I happen to like Chance very much. So, um, I, I you know what? I'd find a way, and, and I'm, I'm sitting the fence here, and I don't care. 
you can't make me answer this question in a different way. I'm taking them both. All right. I think I think I can find a way to bring Iceberg and Chance together so that we can fight those forces that are trying to stop the All-Star game or the Stanley Cup final or whatever Jean-Claude's Sudden, sudden Death 2 movie would be. It was an awesome combination of action movie mm-hmm. and National Hockey League. Like, real National Hockey yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. Re- yeah. Real hockey. Not just some made-up team in Hampton or anything like that. Sure. So we've got another one coming out. Beverly Hills Cop 4 is being filmed right now and was actually filmed during the VGK game when they played in Detroit. Really? There was uh, scenes shot during that contest. Okay. So I cannot wait to see another just random appearance of the National Hockey League inside a major motion picture, one that will feature the return of Eddie Murphy. Axel Foley. Axel Foley. You're right. Well done, In Beverly Hills Cop 4. I'm a big fan of those movies. That's production value right there. Because we had had shots of it uh, on the television side that night uh, during it, and our counterparts in Detroit Uh on on the Bally's Network actually got kicked out of their perch, you know, where (laughs) I sit over in Section 117. Yeah, yeah. that's like me getting kicked out of there so they can shoot a movie in my spot. Those guys, they, Chris do, Osgood uh, and company, had to find another place to, to do their stuff from. Do we know what the premise of this movie is? No. The only thing I and do know. And what the crossover is in, into that game specifically. The only thing I know is Eddie wasn't there that night. Ah, oh, come on. Because I was, I was pushing for Ashley to find a way to get Axel on. For an intermission interview right. or some kind of interview well, let me, let during, me, during the game. Would you have, have you seen the Beverly Hills Cop movies? Yeah, but they're I mean, like, so good. A long time. It, but they're young. still still good. So they the actually question, use uh, a scene from Beverly Hills Cop 3 on Nitron. It's the scene where Eddie Murphy is dancing with like the the, the characters dressed like uh, they're, they're wearing like sombreros. That's from Beverly Hills Cop 3. See, it was made. It was meant to be, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Would, totally would you, meant to be. I get you, so excited when I see that. How would you do? <laughs> sure. How would you do the interview? Would you would you interview him as Eddie Murphy or as Axel Foley? How would I you would do it? I would want him in character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm All just right. actors are strange when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> All right. I, I've done a few of these where you ask a question and they're just not feeling it, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get the best actor I've ever talked to is John Hamm. Uh, hooked up with him on the Chirp podcast. Yeah, uh, two years before Top Gun went out, but it was it had already been shot, and we had an awesome conversation about Top Gun and working with Tom Cruise and getting to keep the shades, and they were they were like uh, authentic Top Gun Ray Bans. Yeah, uh, so so that was really cool. But a lot of the other ones where I I start to be me and I start asking questions that intrigue me, and actors don't really like when Millard is me. So uh, they get a little bit perturbed, but I would want to. I would want uh, Axel. Theme. I would want Axel to be Axel. I would want Eddie to be Axel Foley. Now, Ryan, and, I, and that, I know what I'd want to make him laugh. I, Ryan, the, the question is, how do you think Eddie would handle the question if you asked him to sing "My Girl Wants to Party All the Time" with him? That's not oh, happening. Oh, buddy, I think he'd do it. I no think he'd chance. do it. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. Because like I, I'd start with "What's Up with You," and like once we kind of pivot from from that gem of a song that he did with Michael Jackson we could probably get into uh, a little party See, all the that's time. the part that gets under their skin. What's that? When you go straight to that stuff. 
They need to be buttered up. You need to, Party to all work the time them a was little a hit, bit. Darren. You got to work them. Not for like no, a it was. Miles he was ago. Do, do, with, with, with you might as well James. talk to him about Doctor Doolittle. No, no, we no, wouldn't no, do no, that. No, 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 no. Listen, it, it's all about like concrete broke my fall. What was it? Flubber. Oh. Jeez, guys, like, come on, go Haunted Mansion if you're going to do anything <laughs> Disney-related. What, what are you, what are so you seriously, doing? Seriously, Chapman. Yes. Are you taking Iceberg or are you taking Chance? Oh, there's... there's right there's, beside you, you and you're Don't, and you're don't say there's no debate a, here. Right? I, and and you're, in a, you're in a battle like, like Jean-Claude was, uh, and, and could... Would chance have got out of that way sooner than than the iceberg? Oh, of course, yeah. Listen, I'm 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 going with the total corny, cheesy pun here. Iceberg doesn't stand a chance against chance. That was the worst thing I know. Ever said. I, on purpose, that I did that on so purpose. Bad. You know, I, I, I set it up. I actually don't mind it because I thought you were going to go penguinish or something <laughs> winter or ice. So I'm impressed. That, that you were a bit uh, creative. Uh, we got Jack Eichel back. We've got Paul Cotter back. And neither one of them are going back to the line that they were playing on when they left the lineup. That's interesting. We'll go down that path as we continue and set up hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Some all-star announcements being made. Yeah, we do. For the all-star weekend, first weekend of February in Miami, just outside of Miami in Sunrise, Florida, uh, home of the Florida Panthers, the... Atlantic See, Division? Yeah, Atlantic Division. I've got the Atlantic and the Metropolitan. So right now, the representatives in the All-Star game from the Atlantic Division, Nikita Kucherov, Dylan Larkin, Mitch Marner, Nick Suzuki, Tage Thompson, Brady and Matthew Kachuk, and Linus Olmark. There will be three spots on that team to be voted in and in the Metropolitan. Hold on, that, that means every team has nominated a player yeah. or every yeah, team yeah. is represented in that. Yeah, because okay. that's what we do in the NHL, which is fine. Um, in the Metropolitan Division, you've got Sidney Crosby, Johnny Goodrow, this one made me chuckle, Kevin Hayes, Jack Hughes, Brock Nelson, Alexander Ovechkin, Igor Shesterkin, Andrei Svechnikov, and again, three spots to be voted in by you. So that's the Eastern Conference. Yep. Uh, the Western Conference looks like it'll be announced uh, in the next intermission. Yep, next intermission so of the Capitals game. We may know before we go off the air. Yep, probably around one-timers. If, uh, if a goaltender or a forward or a defenseman is going to be uh, named to the All-Star team, a Vegas goal tonight because every team's represented on these yeah. uh, announcements. Sure. A Vegas goal tonight will be named to the NHL All-Star team for the Pacific Division at some point mm-hmm. in the next hour. Right. Wow. I know. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it is. Now I can't, my head's spinning. Now I'm, you're just all over the place. And Canada's up 2 nothing. Canada's so up 2 nothing. Boy, oh boy, and are I'm you thinking, missing a good game. Chandler Stevenson? How well, good would it be for Chris Chapman to be able to go into his night if Chandler Stevenson is named to the Pacific Division roster for the NHL All-Star Game. Well, here's the thing. If Chandler Stevenson is not elected to the All-Star Game, Chapman's not going to empty the tank. Well, there's there's three. You're, you're right about that because he, he's still got the tank left over from 2019 <laughs> uh, going to, to lean back on and some of that reserve in, in place for him. But there's the eight spots that are named by NHL Hockey Operations, and then under this new format – 
you've got the three remaining players per division, two skaters and one goalie, will be selected as part of the All-Star fan vote. Mm. So one goaltender is named in the initial eight. Yep. Then one goaltender is voted in. Yep. So there's still an opportunity, even if Chandler's not named today, that Chapman can get his wish. It's going to be a lot of campaigning on Chapman's part. Do you think he's got the wherewithal to do it for the next three weeks? Well, he won't be able to do this show and that at the same time. Guaranteed. Uh, We'll get to Bruce Cassidy's comments ahead of Jack Eichel's return as we look ahead to the Pittsburgh Penguins and Sidney Crosby of Genny Malkin at T-Mobile Arena getting set to face the Vegas Golden Knights who launch a seven-game homestand right here. It's going to be a very busy stretch at the Fortress.